What does it take to produce and host multiple podcasts at once? We're going to find out from Daniel J. Lewis on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Well, I have to admit that this particular episode of the podcast is purely a selfish endeavor because I've been considering starting a second podcast or maybe even a third. I've got all these ideas banging around in my head and I wanted to talk to someone who has actually done that and has learned the hard lessons and actually has good ideas about how to avoid the pitfalls. So I invited Daniel J. Lewis onto the show today. Daniel, how are you doing? I'm very well, Kerry. Thank you very much. And I, I have started a few podcasts in my time and certainly helped many others start podcasts as well. Well, Daniel, I know that you have done quite a few podcasts, even many of them simultaneously, and you may even be doing that now. So I would be very interested to hear, first of all, how you got started in podcasting. Let's just go back there. How did you start your very first podcast and why did you decide that was a good thing for you to do? I was listening to podcasts back when podcasts first became available in iTunes 4.9. And at some point, I realized, hey, I could do this. And I felt like I had a message to share. And that was at that time, my first podcast was my clean comedy podcast, which I still host to this day, many years later. I started that in 2007, because I realized I had the technical ability. And I thought I had a message I could share. And for each of the podcasts I've launched since then, it's always been from the inspiration of, I have something to share that I don't think anyone else is sharing, a message that I think will help or entertain people that they might not be able to get anywhere else. Okay. So you started that first podcast. And at what point along your journey did you have the inkling or the nudge or the, the idea that there was a second podcast or maybe a third that you wanted to start. How did that come about and how did you go about making that decision? I launched my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, in 2007. And then the second podcast wasn't until 2009, early 2009. I really struggled with maintaining consistency on that one podcast in the beginning. And I did the thing that really was not a good idea was while I was struggling with maintaining one podcast, I started another. Don't do that. That's not a good way to do <laughs> But that other podcast was with a co-host. So there was some shared responsibility and we were able to work together, try to come up with a schedule, put out some episodes, still not on a very consistent basis. But in late 2009, I decided that after two years, I looked back and saw I had only released nine episodes and that was pathetic. So I changed my own personal schedule and changed the way I was doing things so it would be easier for me to get podcasts out on a regular basis. And then in 2010, I launched my third podcast, 
which is now my primary podcast, and that's the Audacity to Podcast. And uh, that was all before I got married, and and tr- juggling multiple podcasts was fairly easy while I was single. Not quite so easy after I got married. Yeah, I can totally understand that, man. Marriage puts a whole new dimension to life. So let me draw out just a couple of takeaways there from what you said. Number one, if you're already doing a podcast sporadically or struggling to get it going, it's not a good idea to start a second podcast. Would that be a fair way to state that? Right. Unless you decide you're going to put the podcast you're struggling with on hold and set that aside. You could be struggling with it because your passion isn't there or your skill or whatever. There could be plenty of reasons why maybe that podcast is just simply not a good podcast for you to host. So maybe this other podcast you're thinking of starting would be your replacement. But if you're struggling to maintain one and you want to maintain it, I don't recommend taking on the extra responsibility of a second or third or multiple other podcasts. Get good at one before you launch another. And usually I would say that that gap might be about a year at least because if you're recording a podcast one episode per week after a year, you have about 50 episodes in there and it could take a year for you to really find your groove with that podcast and get really good at it and have some momentum behind it that the audience is growing that's when you might be ready to start another podcast. But I don't recommend starting a podcast this week and then another next week and then another after that unless those podcasts are your full-time business and you have the momentum and leverage to make those things work. That's a great, great takeaway and I appreciate those insights. Another thing you said in that first section was it seemed like you were able to take on more than one podcast once you kind of revamped your own schedule and you got a little more organized and, and productive in your in your life overall. Is that a fair way to state what you were saying there? Yeah, I was trying to be perfect with that first podcast. I would script the episodes for my comedy podcast and it would take about eight hours to write the script, record it and edit it for a 15-minute episode. Actually, usually they were closer to five to 10 minutes. And because it took so much work, because I was trying to be so perfect with it, that's why I didn't release any more than nine episodes in two years. So I changed my approach completely to, instead of it being trying to be perfect, I took the approach of being natural. Yes, still looking for improving the way I do things, but being more natural. And it's funny, one of the iTunes reviews mentions that, oh, the podcast is great once you get past the first 10 or so episodes. And I think, (laughs) oh man, that's where my blood, sweat, and tears went into the podcast, that first one at least. Sure. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal for all of us. You know, there's a lot of blood and sweat and tears that goes into that beginning, but that's where you're learning your lessons and making your mistakes that that actually make it better later on. So let's get into the actual life that it is for you when you have more than one podcast going on. Tell me what that's like. What is it like when you're you've got two publication schedules, you've got two sets of production, you've got two sets of show notes, you've got all those dynamics, and you even mentioned having a co-host on one of those shows. So describe to me what that's like, because I want a really realistic picture of what I'm looking at if I'm going to step into this. 
it's best if you can schedule it into the rest of your life to know and communicate this with your family or friends or whoever else has some influence over you at that time or a relationship with you. Let them know, hey, about this time on this day, every week or every two weeks, whatever that schedule is, I'll be doing a podcast. So you need to communicate that and communicate what you expect. Like, do they need to be quiet? Do they need to just not interrupt you? Do they just simply need to know you've got this thing that you want to do on a regular basis? And I really recommend that you make it a regular part of your schedule. The big reason I struggled so much with those first two years of that one podcast was that it was not at all part of my schedule. It was one of those things that I would record an episode when I could get around to it. But when I started taking it seriously, I actually scheduled it and I said I would record it at this particular time on this particular day. And then when I added other podcasts later to my workflow, I was able to also add those on. It was easier when I was single because I had all of that time. But when I got married, then I needed to balance the schedule and spread things out a little bit more if I wanted to continue doing two separate podcasts. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Now, tell me, what are some of the the hard lessons learned you have from actually doing two or more podcasts at the same time? What are the trouble spots that you got to watch out for? If you're recording two completely different podcasts on the same day, it might be difficult to make that mental switch for you. And that's what I was doing. I was doing uh, The Ramen Noodle, my comedy podcast, and The Audacity to Podcast, a podcast about podcasting, on the same day right after each other. So my preparation was kind of a little bit weird where I'd be preparing for one podcast and then I'd have to shift mental gears to prepare for the other. And then I would record one in the evening. Then my co-host would come and join me for the other. It was a little bit odd and sometimes the emotion of one could carry over to the other and that might be inappropriate in some cases. And it also makes for a, a much larger chunk of time that's required for doing that. And when I got married, that was just too much to be working in my new marriage and trying to do two podcasts on the same night. So one of the things that I tried to overcome that was I tried shifting it so I would do each podcast bi-weekly. I would do the Audacity to Podcast one week, the Ramen Noodle the next week, and then back to the Audacity to Podcast, then the Ramen Noodle and like that. But I actually struggled with that more than doing it weekly. And my co-host and I even joked that it seemed more funny stuff happens per week than happens every two weeks. It seemed like, at least for me, and this might not be the case for others, I had a harder time being consistent and avoiding procrastination when I had more time to be able to work on the podcast. So when I brought it back to weekly, it was much easier to maintain because I knew on this particular day every week, I'm working on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know the name of the actual law that people use to describe what you just described, but it's basically that you will take up the amount of time that it takes to do the job in the amount of time that you have. So so in other words, if you've got 40 minutes to do something, you'll use the whole 40 minutes. But if you only have 20, you'll use the 20. And that's a little bit of what it sounds like you were describing there when you were trying to do the biweekly thing. Yeah, and procrastinators will procrastinate to the last minute, regardless of when that last minute is. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Daniel, tell me a little bit about the benefits you've seen to doing multiple podcasts at the same time. And, and now you even have a podcast network. So, so walk me through that whole process, how you made that decision and, and what good you've seen come out of it. 
Well, a great benefit to having the separate podcast, especially if you wait until you really develop one until you launch the next one, is that you can use the influence you have on your first podcast to help make the launch of your second podcast even better. You can reach out to your audience and say, hey, if you enjoy my approach to this topic or you enjoy my voice or anything like that, whatever promotion technique you want to use, you can say, hey, please listen to my new podcast. Subscribe, listen to an episode or two. I'd appreciate a review or some feedback. Help me make this other podcast a great launch. So leveraging that existing community to launch a new podcast makes that launch for that new podcast a lot better. And there's also the carryover effect where if people like what you talk about in one podcast, they might like what you talk about in a different podcast, even if they're completely different topics. With my own network, which is not all shows that I personally host, it's other people host different, completely different shows on the network, but I host three completely different shows myself on the network now. It's my podcast about podcasting, a podcast about the TV show Once Upon a Time, and a podcast that is my clean comedy podcast. And we get some crossover. In fact, we've seen some of our audience members start watching the TV show Once Upon a Time simply because we did a podcast about it and they wanted to listen to one of our other podcasts on the network. So there's that crossover as well as there's a new opportunity to reach a completely new audience. Like I'm reaching people with my Once Upon a Time podcast who I wouldn't otherwise reach through my comedy podcast or my podcast about podcasting because they're not interested in those things. With the network as a whole, we get that same effect as well, where we're reaching people that we might not have otherwise reached. So it's not that our total reach is a crossover effect. Our total reach could be the audience of every podcast plus each other without having to subtract very much. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I can also see where, for example, someone who listens to your Once Upon a Time podcast down the road decides they want to start their own podcast for whatever reason. And they just remember, oh, yeah, Daniel J. Lewis does podcasting stuff. I'm going to check out the other show. And so that crossover and the bleed from one show into the other totally makes sense to me. You'll see that crossover be much more effective when the topics are related. Like with my Once Upon a Time podcast, I can promote another TV show fan podcast we have on the network that's also on the same TV channel. So I can tell people if you enjoy Once Upon a Time, you might also enjoy our podcast about the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's also on ABC. So if you can have some kind of connection between the different podcasts you host, you get a better crossover. But even if they're completely unrelated to each other, you still could get that crossover because of you and people have that relationship with you. So they want to connect more with the other stuff that you do. Well, Daniel, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I think this is very valuable for us to hear the voice of experience, so to speak, in doing this multiple podcast shows at a time sort of thing. And so I want to thank you. And if you haven't come across Daniel's show, it's at theaudacitytopodcast.com, and it's an award-winning show. Daniel does a great job over there talking about podcasting and all things related. Uh, Daniel, if people want to reach out to you, is that the best place to, to find you? Yeah, all of my contact information is there on the website, as well as how to follow me on social networks and stuff at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Yeah, wonderful. Daniel, thanks so much for your time. You're very welcome, Carrie. Thank you. 
There we have it. The voice of experience from Daniel J. Lewis. Be sure and check out Daniel's show over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Daniel, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I am thinking now about multiple shows and I have more to think about. And I'll let you know what I decide. That's it for this episode. Hey, if you could go and leave a rating and review for this on iTunes or on Stitcher or on wherever you listen, I would love, love, love it if you did that. And I appreciate you. You're the reason I do this. Have a great day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Yeah, and procrastinators will procrastinate to the last minute regardless of when that last minute is.